0: And that's why you can't keep a good man down. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians in Baylor. So learn how to rock more and in Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro,
1: North Carolina, I am Dan
0: Ray. Dan. Adam. You did it. I did it. You pulled a band out of thin air. You played your first show. Tell us all about it. Oh, my God. Well, um, the you know the headline is, it was awesome.
1: All right? All right. Um, there's a lot to unpack, but the headline is it was awesome. It was a show, a show happened. We did this, we did the show, um, played a solid three hours, um, uh, including calling some audibles to skip ahead for time. Like we had more material than we needed, which was one of the, one of the issues, you know, we've been rehearsing for a while, but could we put together Mm -hmm. a three hour show? And the answer is, yeah, we totally could. Um, and there were a lot of moving parts to it. You know, I was there uh nice and early to set up a PA that I'd never had all together in one piece before, including the new subwoofer, um, which might be my best purchase of 2022 so far. <laughs> it was a game changer. It was everything. Fantastic. It was everything. Um, I mean the, uh, uh, Zoe on the base was just unescapable. The whole, it was, she was unescapable. It was, br- it was brilliant. Um, uh, and the mains were clean the whole night, clean, clean, clean. No overdriving, none of that. Like yep. feeling like we had too much happening in it. It was clean. Um, and I set up the Mevo cameras. I had three cameras going. I also hired a videographer who brought two more fixed cameras and was roving on a on a like so total of six camera positions. One of which was on the. Yeah. So I got a lot of good video. Um, the multi, so then that was those that, that was the tech part of the stuff that worked. Also the yep. the Chauvet lights all stood up and turned on and worked without having been looked at in two and a half years. So those were all great too. Um, Love it. The multi-track recordings out of the mixer uh, at the end of the night. I went to stop them and it was not running. Mm. And I have this memory of thinking, okay, everything's rolling. Cameras, m- audio, everything's rolling. But I didn't actually remember going at it and pushing the button to start it. Mm. I had just had the, ha- I had the memory of having the memory of having done that. Oh. So I got home with the USB stick and I plugged it in. And in fact, I had captured, I had started at the beginning of the show. And s- somehow, and this has never happened before, it stopped itself about two-thirds of the way into the first set. I only got that mm. far into it. So I don't know what happened there. Um, that same USB stick running at whatever speed it is has captured full shows many times in the past. So Mm -hmm. it was odd. I did not get full audio of the full show, but the cameras that were sitting around, uh, some of them basically right in front of the mains um, and in the firing range of that subwoofer, got pretty good audio, actually, not terrible. Um, Okay. Way better than like you'd expect from in-camera audio. Mm -hmm. Usable, at least. So I have a major... Uh, cutting and pasting project ahead of me in um, in Final Cut Pro. Um, I now know how to do multicam editing in Final Cut and how to get those yeah. all to sync up together. So that's all great. It's re- actually once you know how to do that, it's super easy.
0: It really is. Yeah. They do they do a very good job of making that accessible. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I will say overall on the performance performance wise, um, I can't speak to how anyone. So the first set, I was. I had a lot happening mentally in the first set. I don't feel like I played particularly well in the first set. I think I was distracted by a lot of um, the experience of playing and the, all of the yeah. m- particles of ma- things that I had going on, the management of all the things. Um, I have no idea if the band was tight around me because I was not listening. I was, I was, you know, it just, the first set I was, I was, I was just, I was a little off. Um, yeah relaxed into the second set and actually just fully got in the groove in the second set. By the time we got to sort of the high energy dancey stuff in the second set, we were fully rocking and I I think we totally crushed from about a third of the way into the second set to the end of the night. Um, Good. uh, So that was really cool. Unfortunately, the multi-tracks didn't make it that far. So I have to work with camera audio at that point. Um, The other thing that was a little weird is the, my videographer brought a third Chauvet four bar and he set it up on just white just to wash white just to light this the stage a little bit and the str- the the flicker pattern of those LEDs which you can't see with your naked eye interacted mm-hmm. with the sc- the the frame rate of the cameras to make this really wild strobe in some places mm-hmm. and so i was a little I was a little i have to cut around that a little bit um, because there are some angles that it's bad from um, but mostly it's mostly it's tolerable from, from most angles, but there's the one that was right on my face is blown out and pulsing. Like it's, it's going to give people seizures. It's not, that's not good. Wild. Yeah. Um, what else to say about it? I came home from, came home from the show, packed everything up, got home and sat down and had, you know, the post gig simultaneous exhaustion and jitters and all of, you know, adrenaline and all that. And so I stayed up a little late that night and and got into Reddit. And on my local, the the subreddit for my town, there was a a new post in it that said, does anybody know that band that was playing on Cypress Street tonight? They were really great. Ooh. Now, this doesn't, that's unusual in the Gre- Greensboro subreddit. That's like, not, yeah. not, but like there it was. And I, I was the first reply like, oh my God, that was me and my new band. And here's all our links. And thanks so much. Glad you liked it. And it was just, it was just like a rando walking down the street who, hurt us and liked us. And then one of the neighbors out the backyard of the backyard we played in, like, back, backed up to the property, um, posted and said, yeah, no, we loved you from our back deck. It was great. So, you know, good feedback from the audience and from some randos on the street who have no reason to, you know, like, spontaneously reached out to say it was good. Um. So, yeah, overall, real, real good, um, and I think it left me with uh, some good material for the marketing stuff that I wanted to build, um, and then in the meantime, we got booked for a Memorial Day party at a house, so that's happening. Um, Perfect. We're, we're negotiating a date for a pretty basic bar gig, and, you know, it's a band. Suddenly, it's a band. Boom. Yeah, just all it took was four months of rehearsals, but yes, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, it's just a band. Wait.
0: You know, it's really interesting because, you know, we we have these conversations on the Patreon-exclusive Slack channel. And it's like, it's really easy to kind of get lost in the weeds about the, like, building of the project. And it can be very easy to be discouraged and frustrated. That's definitely been a a sentiment that has been well passed along. in yeah. that group. Yeah. Um, But, you know, if you're looking at that situation from, you know, from the outside at face value, that feels like honestly best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Could things have gotten better? Sure. Yeah. Could things have gotten worse?
1: 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I set it up to be, it, you know, it was a semi-public party in a friend's backyard and she's had a bunch of bands in her bank. It's like not a fly by, you know, She's known to have music happen. It wasn't like right. out of nowhere, but um, but the stakes were low. You know, there was yeah. under fifty people there, max. Yeah, uh, under twenty for most of the night. Like it was, it was not a. Um, there was not a lot of eyeballs on us if we crashed, right? But um, right, but uh, but we didn't. Is the point? And um, yeah, so all very exciting.
0: Well, Mazel tov. I'm very happy Thank that you. things went the way that they went. Yeah, yeah, and I learned, even learned a bunch of stuff. I mean. Stuff is stuff is not going to work. Sure. And that's okay. It's yeah. just gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you you learn things in the moment and you adjust and you overcome those things, and then you just do what you gotta do.
1: Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. And and when you stop doing that is when it starts getting boring. Yep. So don't let that happen. Keep keep pressing yourself up against failure.
0: There you go. Yeah. So, you know, you guys have the things you need to put all of the media together and you have got the things you need to start playing out. And yeah. so that's going to happen. Yeah.
1: That was the And the was new the Strange
0: is the new thing. The new and Strange that.
1: is the new thing because the new normal, we've had it. It's time for the new There Strange. you go. There it is.
0: So in my world, we've got a couple of interesting situations that have presented themselves. The main thing... <laughs> is that the two big dates that Members Only has for the rest of the year as far as um, public profile and uh, revenue generation are dates where I am not remotely available. Wow. So uh, we have this uh, big corporate date at the end of May and I had to hire a guy from Nashville to come down and do that. We talked about that last week. And then, uh, this past week we got an inquiry, from uh the members only website which i am actively checking every single day because we have found (laughs) that the form submission is less than reliable right um ronna mcdonald house reached out to us about doing their annual gala in atlanta and that gala is happening at zoo atlanta which is a very you know very cool venue to do things yeah and it happens to be over fall break where we have booked a cruise to the Bahamas. Okay. So while we are, um, you know, making a, uh, a full payday, uh, I'm not going to be there. Right. And neither is Amber. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, this was ultimately the goal. This was the thing that we wanted is that we would have the ability to scale this operation and, Uh, empower members of our team to do the things that we want to do outside of the realm of us being present and by golly gosh darn we're just gonna have to (laughs) trust that that happens yeah well here we are right right um so it's definitely a bit of a uh, bit of a there's a little you know anxiety around those things um, and then we had a municipal event where everything was kind of buttoned up. And then I had some uh, issues with personnel that we had to kind of chase down over the past couple of days. That's all been sorted. And, uh, you know, it's these are the day to day things that you just have to deal with. If you are be if you are a, a band leader and trying to scale things and do things outside of. Uh, your specific availability. So, yeah. um, I'm definitely anxious about these dates, but I'm also optimistic that we have built uh, a competent group of people around us that can handle the uh the responsibilities, and we're just gonna keep moving forward because yeah. that's
1: all we can do. That's really the thing: is the team, right? That's
0: what it always comes down to. A hundred percent. And at this point, I implicitly trust everybody who's in our immediate circle because they have done uh phenomenal work up to this point and i don't see that happening i don't see that stopping anytime soon yeah um in other news i did get my uh my tailor back from the uh guitar attacks it's all set up and ready to go for the summer season nice and i have started doing prep work for these fly dates that i've got coming up the next one being in less than two weeks cool So um, we have tried to figure out uh, a way to kind of fill the gaps for these kind of things, and luckily for you guys, uh, Dan, me, and the incomparable, insufferable Mike Schulte,
1: illustrious, but that's
0: yeah, Yeah. insufferable is just my favorite way to describe people. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: The three of us had a lovely conversation uh, this past week about how to obtain sponsorships and uh, those kinds of things for your band. And, man. It was a good one. It was, yeah, it was a, like, we've done a lot of episodes. This is, like, one of those, like, top-tier informational, like, super valuable conversations and, so, and
1: get you thinking like I left. I mean, I, I always leave a conversation with Mike Shalty with my head spinning, but this, you know, like really, I steam was coming off the top of my head about like what I could be doing and what I ought to be trying. And
0: 100%. Yeah. yeah it was really good. And like, I mean, we were talking about this, this lovely 88 key, <laughs> uh, keyboard behind me in, uh, in my space is, uh, directly related to, uh, uh, the kind of things that we talked about yep. in that episode. So, yep. uh, be on the lookout for that. If you are a patron, uh, the outside of the episode conversation that we had is just as good. Just about, oh my, yeah. like, like almost better. Yeah. yeah, Almost. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. we're talking like fairly level conversation.
1: And if you're not a patron yet, why it's real easy to be one. And for five bucks, you could have $5. that and all the other around the recording of the episode conversations we have which sometimes are awesome and sometimes are not but sometimes I, are awesome
0: i don't want to insult anybody who hasn't done the math yet but <laughs> for you to be a member of our patreon community is 70 dollars per year yeah so think about that think about the amount of money that you make playing gigs and what you could learn and benefit from with that 70 bucks. Let me put it like this.
1: If that's not less than one gigs pay for you, then you need to do it.
2: Wow.
0: That's huge. Right? There you go. Because I guarantee you that there's not a single member of that Patreon community that makes less than 150 to 200 bucks per gig. I'm sure of it. Guaranteed. I'm sure of it. Easy. Easy. Let's see. Outside of that, fun things that have happened. I made a very silly video on TikTok. <laughs> it was good. That blew, absolutely blew up. So the, the, uh, the joke goes a little something like this. Uh, if you take the first roughly seven to ten seconds of the song Santeria by Sublime, and you just cut it out. And you put this little comment that says, hey, you've been playing guitar for over 20 years at this point. Why can't you shred? And you just cut off right when it says, I don't practice. It's that's a, good, a whole thing. It's a whole joke. It's the beginning, and middle, and the end yeah, of the joke. It's perfect. It really... So on yeah. a Monday, I was like, that's kind of funny. Maybe I'll make that video. So I did. 165,000 <laughs> views. 10,000 likes, and roughly 3,000 comments later, we're out and about.
1: Yeah.
0: I went so far as to create a merch design for our shirts in the merch store on our site that literally just have either a Telecaster or an acoustic guitar. It literally just says, I don't practice.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're great. They're great. And if you don't look at that link this week and you look at it maybe a week or two from now, it might be during the Memorial Day sale on our merch, and you may be able to get one at a uh, fairly solid discount.
1: Good heavens. Uh, it's
0: exciting. Something to think about. Yeah. Um. In other news, on the YouTube channel uh, tomorrow, we are going to be releasing a video about should you get a music degree in order to be a professional musician, and or do you need a degree in music performance in order to be a professional musician. I think we all know the answer to that, but I did my best to provide the content around what you would need if Mm. you chose not to go that route. Uh 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 And it was a really fun conversation to have with Dan and uh, my music director and a bunch of our, Uh, our patrons about what kind of things you would need and the fun conversations that uh, people have around playing music uh, that you would need to, uh, to be able to decipher really. It's kind of like, there's like a whole kind of codex that you have to like internalize in order to uh, be able to do this kind of thing. So it's kind of fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Outside of that, that's pretty much all we've got going on. Well, we but have this really.
1: We have this one email. Really?
0: Well, yes. Yeah. So the main thrust of the conversation uh, was a uh, was a, a user email or a listener email. Sorry, uh, that came to us earlier this week, and I cleared it with that listener uh, that we could cover it on a uh, on an episode, and they were a hundred percent game. Cool. So uh, shout out to them and the band for being willing to talk about it. This conversation and the subject of the main topic of this week's episode is compliments of Jonathan Pratis, who has a band called Big in the 90s, who are based in New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, we know plenty of folks who are based in that area, including Cover Band Central. Yeah, uh, we
1: have a particular basis. You know, masterminds.
0: Friend. Yeah, Steve Witchell. Yep. So, uh, this is what their email has to say coming from jonathan here we go Longtime listener of the show which is definitely true i've been in contact with jonathan multiple times on facebook and a couple of other places great my band is a 90s cover band uh just getting some traction before the pandemic and the downtime listening to the pod really helped me get our ducks in a row on so many levels since starting the uh starting things back up last year we've really been able to grow by leaps and bounds in the last six months especially Really, gaining a great following around town. We're based in New Orleans, uh, playing ticketed shows, a few private events, booking festivals, uh, private parties in the fall and the winter. Y'all have been, y'all have really helped create a foundation that we've been able to use to make the project successful. Cool, and I can't thank you enough. So, very kind of you to say that. Indeed. Sidebar: The New Orleans music community slash scene is a bit different, I think, than a lot of other cities. Obviously, we're a very music and tourism driven town with a major emphasis on the original New Orleans-centric music, jazz, brass band, etc. There is a market for cover bands, but it's smaller compared to the original music scene. But the overall thing is while there's a ton of hands in the pie, everyone's really good about respecting other people doing their own thing and letting them have that piece of said pie. There are a ton of brass bands, but they kind of let each other have specific tunes. Uh, only one brass band gets to have a trombone run through a wah-wah and a guitar pedal, and the others respect that. I love the specificity of this email.
1: Yeah, I I feel like if I lived in New Orleans, I would know what band you were talking about.
0: Yep. There's a bunch of indie rock bands. Only one of them sings in Cajun French. There's a bunch of cover bands, but everybody has their own avenues and is cool about it. No one tries to take anybody else's spot, and everybody knows each other. If not having played together, at least socially, we all know each other know of each other and know what the other is doing. So he reached out because he wanted us to provide our take on this particular situation. Um, Probably because he's like, I'm worried that I might just be feeling this emotionally and not objectively. Uh, They're a 90s cover band. They do all kinds of material. We have a tagline that we use that says everything from Britney to Britpop gin blossoms to genuine if you are in a 90s band who is not using that term steal it <laughs> copy paste if it's you're good. not in new orleans really use good. it run with it really anyway good. we really try to cover the gamut and to be honest we're really the only game in town that does that there are a couple of grunge slash alternative cover bands which is kind of like our world up here no one else is doing the breadth of material we do we've been really successful in our branding again thanks to you guys we have a very recognizable look and design scheme for our graphics, social media, website, etc. Uh let's see. We've gotten we've gotten to a point where people know us as that 90s cover band. So if you are in a market and your reputation, your branding is you are that 90s cover band, congratulations. You have won. Yep. Game over. Except that not. being said, yeah. Do you have anything to add? No, no, just point?
1: just you know the 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 email <laughs> goes on, so it's not quite game over.
0: That's right. Our local Jake and Elwood themed venue, not to name names, and not to pull uh, large concert booking conglomerates right. into the conversation. Right. Has Dude, been touched. You ran about... this
1: email by legal for you.
0: I did. I actually cut a couple of things out. Yeah, and I'm trying to be respectful of the original posters and or the, uh, corporations involved. For sure. Uh, our local Jake and Elwood themed venue has been in touch with us about finding a date to have us do a nineties throwback night. To be fair, we build most of our shows as nineties 90s throw- 90s throwback nights, as it helps establish us as a happening more than just a band playing at a venue, uh, which is what members only does. We do eighties nights, eighties, ladies nights. We kind of make sure that we make it a special situation wherever we go. But we just haven't been able to make the schedule work. We've had no shortages of shows at venues here, though, and have been drawing consistently packing, if not selling out good sized rooms. More power to you guys. So I was more than a bit surprised and honestly quite annoyed to see an announced show at said venue for a back to the 90s throwback night Hmm. with a local cover band who's been around for 20 plus years. They typically do weddings, corporate events. Uh, have always been in all-decades, no-specific-focus kind of group. But again, they've been at it for years, played all the events in town, have a well-established name. Uh, the graphics they're using in this post and design are very similar in style and design to what we have been using. The post talks about doing boy band slash girl pop, alt rock RB, R&B, Britney's, Smash Mouth, Third Eye Blind, Oasis, showing that it's not just one style, they're doing all across the board as well. This isn't something they've done before, totally new thing for them doing it both and doing an all 90s thing and also doing a ticketed club show they don't really do that much anymore usually their schedule is private parties fairs corporate events that kind of thing we know these guys we've both been around them forever and they know what we've been doing and that it's been building and becoming successful we're not necessarily friends air bunnies but seen acquaintances, and while I know we're certainly not the first people to come up with a 90s cover band and market it with a 90s style graphics and do what we're doing, I can't help but feel like this is kind of an encroachment or whatever you want to call it. It just feels gross. I feel like it's going to create a brand confusion for us, and I feel like it's kind of a slight uh, to us as a band in a particular way. Am I wrong to feel like this, or do I feel like this is trying to grab a piece of what we've been building? Looking forward to your thoughts. Thanks for all you do. Once again, Jonathan, big in the 90s, New Orleans, Louisiana. Thank you so much. Awesome question, Jonathan. This is one of those things that every single band is going to probably run into at one point or another. 100%. So, you got thoughts about this for sure. I, I do. know I do.
1: I do. I do. I do.
0: Dan, why don't you just just lay it out? Just all right, look, tell, I, he, us, tell us how you're feeling. Here's, Give so it to here's us. the thing.
1: Here's the thing, and I and I say this with um, all love to Jonathan. Hmm. Um. Uh. New Orleans is a unique. I don't know. I know New Orleans as a tourist. And I love New Orleans as a tourist. I love New Orleans deeply, but I've only ever been there as a tourist.
0: Um, And I know. Hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. Can I tell you my one New Orleans story? Go. So uh, my fraternity brothers in college, we went to Cancun and one of them lived in Slidell, which is just Mm -hmm. north of New Orleans. And we drove from uh, Murfreesboro, which is where we went to college, to Slidell. And then went to Bourbon Street for a night before we got on a plane to fly to Cancun. Uh, We had the night that most college students would have on Bourbon Street. My favorite, though, is that outside of the Hustler Club, we handed a disposable camera to a legitimate pimp. He was walking around in like a green gator suit with women around him. Excellent. To take a picture of us. Excellent. But he didn't understand the premise of the camera. And so he would click the button, and then he put his hand down, and then the picture would take. So I don't have any pictures of us on Bourbon Street, but I do have two pictures of my feet and everybody else's, everybody else's feet on that trip. That's good. From that, yeah, that's from that good. experience,
1: that's good. So several years ago, before we had kids, uh, kid, um, a very low cost airline opened that. Only had a few places it went to, and one was Greensboro, North Carolina, and another was um, Biloxi, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And so um, 15 of us bought $20 tickets round trip to fly to Biloxi, and we rented a 15-passenger van, a white... 15-passenger van, and we drove from Biloxi into New Orleans and spent four or five days in New Orleans. We na- we named the van Rufus Thibodeau. And uh, and we drove across, across the lake and into New Orleans and had a, a very, very fine time, including some time on Bourbon Street. But Bourbon Street's not where you want to go. You want to go to Frenchman Street, really. Um, much, much better. Uh, anyway, point is, to, to complete our, you know, c- come back from our I think every yes. month, Sorry. a lot of people have really great tourist <laughs> stories of New Orleans, but they are fundamentally tourist stories. So they're not 100%. They're not stories from inside the market, from inside the world of it. Um, so I'm going to say this with um, with all deference and with all um, understanding that New Orleans is a very unique place that I don't know from the inside. I don't know any market at all that operates the way he describes so That's either fair. New, New Orleans is really unique in that way, or his view of it is not as deep as he thinks.
0: So let me go ahead and preface this by saying, yeah. as a band leader and as a person who has done this for a long, long, long time, it is very easy for us as Band leaders and brand managers and small business owners, however, you want to yep. posit it. Yep. To get emotional about the way that business is conducted completely. That being said, from the outside, as yep. a person who has done this a long time and is looking at it from the outside perspective as a business operator. If I were, let's say hypothetically, a Live Nation owned Jake and Elwood inspired a house that might be performance venue, a certain
1: musical style,
0: hypothetically, hypothetically, my objective is to fill a date for sure, and whoever can fill that date is the vendor i am most invested in 100 percent.
1: no I, I i think i think that and i think even jonathan would say that um whatever it is of blues that that thing is um is not necessarily entirely the ones in the wrong i think his objection is to the other band copying his theme right right um here's my here's my here's my take on that is that um if it really is the case in New Orleans, uh, respect the New Orleans cover scene is as careful with each other's lanes as Jonathan is, is describing, which, frankly, sounds kind of heavenly to me. Um, that yeah. is eminently puncturable by one band leader coming in from out of town. The, the, it, right. it takes nothing to destroy that sort of state of grace. Um, yeah. And so um, I think that... If that if that is what has happened here, if that state of grace has been punctured, it's a bummer. But um, but we do need to sort of understand that that's it's a thing that's going to happen. And and the 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 beauty of it, of course, is that he's been driving this brand for. Did you say how
0: long? Long time. Since before the pandemic, yeah, they, at least, right? They, yeah. They've they've put the legwork in. I would say up to this point,
1: yeah. And and it's and I, you can hear in his description that that is paying off in terms of what the um the kind of feedback he's getting yep. anecdotally. You know, you're that you're that '90s band, um, and some band that doesn't have that in its DNA of its branding. One night isn't going to steal that from you, right? It may steal the gig, but it's not going to steal that position in the market
0: right and well i would also say that if they can then that says more about their abilities to onboard material market and perform that stuff mm-hmm. than it does about anything else for sure for so sure. if they can it, it's a um this isn't a matter of stealing your girl you know what i mean right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this there's nothing situ- protectable about nineties, right? There's nothing, you yeah. don't have that trademarked. And, um, exactly. And, and frankly, listen, here's the thing. The purpose of a brand is to compete. Yep. That's why a brand exists is so that you, it, so that it can compete against other brands in the marketplace. So if suddenly the, hypothetically, let's say the broad soup to nuts nineties, market in new Orleans became flooded let's say there were 10 bands doing that yep fine okay good well so then the challenge is how am I going to design my brand to differentiate if -hmm. all of a sudden just I do everything 90s and I'm not in one lane of 90s I'm everything 90s if that's no longer a differentiator and I'm not saying it's not I don't I don't think it's true that this brand is now this other band now you know is fully in competition with you in that but if it were that wouldn't be game over it would be okay well what is the niche then or gimmick or something how 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 is my
0: brand going to compete in that environment time out it's not game over if anything it's game on ha! well done well done well done but you you raise a fantastic point so did they you know, looking at it from the outside, that venue needed a '90s project to yep. fill a date. They yep. found it. Yep.
1: And 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 let's let's just say right out loud, fully sucks. It wasn't you.
0: A hundred percent. I I I'm not begrudging their in, in disappointment the or frustration in all. the situation. I wish it was you. However, oh it was their gig to lose, <laughs> and they did acknowledge that, like they were having an issue with scheduling. There's nothing that we can do about that. Yeah. The venue's obligation is to the venue. Right. Period. So if they were able to find a group to fill that night, that is their objective. Whether that band is capable of pulling off that theme tonight is ultimately up to them. It is not Mm -hmm. contingent on your marketing ability, your musician ability, your anything. Yeah,
2: it has nothing to do with you, actually.
0: Honestly, if they have a bad night, that's better than anything else, honestly. Yeah. And, and frankly, even if they have a great
1: night, it doesn't sound from what Jonathan's saying like they're, we're not in the presence of a pivot here nope. with this other band. There's like a, an opportunity that they're stepping in to fill.
0: Yeah. If we were, you know, from a uh, from a, an entertainment standpoint, this is a yes and. Sure. Scenario.
1: 100%. And so that's great. It'll be, a uh, even if it's a really, really great night. All right, fine. In six months, no one will remember it. But you'll still be that 90s band. Mm -hmm. So let it be, I think let it feel bad. I get it. I get it. Your toes are being stepped on. It feels like encroachment. Um, The fact that your market doesn't have that just as a matter of course is, um, I don't know, incredibly lucky. Something about... Something about Cajun territory makes it, I don't know, makes it different. Uh, how many, how many 80s outfits are there in Atlanta?
0: Um, I don't have a definitive number, but I do have like a shorthand of probably five or so that we are in the running for any event. Yeah. At a, at any given moment. Right.
1: Right. My band is not a particular decade or era tribute, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. a very broad ranging, you know, and that's part of our brand is we, we cover more broader stuff than most anybody else, but um, it's not a super strong differentiator. I mean, we're, we're in the, in the play with probably a dozen other bands I can name off the top of my head. So the fact that you've had this run where you, um, could say oh we do like everything 90s whole gamut of 90s and booker's be like oh yeah that's cool great good and that'll yep. probably continue it doesn't sound like this 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 change that happened for this one night is going to severely impact that but but again if it did it would be time for you to you know evolve the brand to be strong in
0: that environment 100% like y- i think y- yeah you threaded that needle it's really like You guys lost one opportunity. Yeah. Just one. This is not, it's not uh, in this particular band's best interest to continue down this lane. Yep. It is not within your best interest to try and change the way that you were operating your situation
1: either. I wouldn't change a thing yet. Not at all. So. Now now listen, that other band could say like, oh, wow, 90s, what a great night. We could do that. And now right. they're a band that does everything, and then occasional '90s nights. But that's a different brand mm-hmm. than you. That's not in competition 100%. with your brand. One hundred percent. Right. You you are defined by something, and they're it's adding that component into their brand actually dilutes them
0: somewhat. Yep. So again, this is a yes and scenario. Yeah. Which, if anybody is not familiar with that term, it's a uh, it's an improv comedy uh, kind of mentality where. Instead, w- when you go into a, uh, a situation where you're kind of forcing yourself to think on your feet, instead of uh, being negative and turning down opportunities, you take a situation and you acknowledge it and yep. then you add to the situation. Yeah, it's about so about always embracing yes, everything. And something else. Yep. Um, so this is a situation where a band is going, yes, we can do this and we also do all of these other things. Mm-hmm. They cannot do the thing that you do as well as you do because they have not dedicated the amount of time and effort that you have in order to do that. Uh, the and, and we know that. The venue is we know just trying to how... fill a date. That is it. We
1: know period. that that's true. We know that they aren't what you are because of what the market is telling you versus what the market is telling them. A brand really only exists out in the market. It's a it's a conversation yep. with the market. And the market is telling you you're that 90s band. 100%. They're not telling them that. And mm-hmm. if they fully pivoted into that, they might start telling that, but that we're not there yet. That's not a that's not a thing you need to worry about.
0: That's a long prospect.
1: Yeah. yeah. Especially, listen, changing a brand, changing an understanding of a brand in a market is
0: hard. That takes a lot of it's work. It's way easier to just create a new brand totally. from scratch and start so over. So much easier. Yeah yeah so like for 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 us i've got members only members only is the 80s imprint of this project it didn't make sense for us outside of doing we we had a couple of things where we were doing those fanny pack fridays where we were doing 80s and 90s yeah but if you want just 90s it is way easier for us to completely rebrand that project give it a different name even if it's the same lineup yeah that it is to say members only also does 90s right because that doesn't make sense no There's no through line there whatsoever. That's why we have Can't Hardly Wait. And that's why I have taken our main guitar player from Members Only, who is more inclined to do 90s stuff, and given him more or less reign to build a lineup for that project and just go and do. Because it's more valuable and it's easier for me as a business owner to go... I've got this 80s thing and I've got this 90s thing. Yep. They don't cross paths, they don't overlap in a traditional business sense, even though they may line up over like your lineups, but from a marketing and a sales standpoint, totally different products. Yep. And that's that. So Jonathan and uh, the guys in Big in the 90s I'm really sorry that you guys lost out to this opportunity but I think that um, tales of your demise have been greatly exaggerated I think so too
1: I think so too and and I think that um I think that even if we're wrong about that it's an opportunity for you to step up to something not an opportunity yep. to fold under something
0: Yep So um Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you to the guys in that group for being willing to share that. You know, I got this email, um, I think on Monday or Tuesday and I sent it to Dan and I was like, Hey, Jonathan, is it cool if we unpack this on the, uh, on the podcast this week? And he was like more than game. He's like, dude, go for it. I would love to hear your thoughts. So, um, it takes a certain kind of person to be willing to, uh, share their, uh, their personal business out there. So yeah, um, yeah. I absolutely respect that and shoot, we were talking, Dan and I were talking about this before we, uh, we started recording, like there's a lot of personal business going about yeah. in, uh, in, yes. on the inside circle, yes. you know, and um, as much as we want to be helpful uh, there are certain things that, you know, people just don't necessarily want to share. Um, but, the more that we are vulnerable and we are honest and the more that you guys are vulnerable and you are honest, the more uh, helpful content that we can uh, share with all of you. So yep. um, I hope that that was helpful for uh, to Jonathan and his bandmates. And um, hopefully this is just, you know, kind of a, uh, a speed bump or a temporary roadblock in their journey and that uh, they're able to kind of, you know, take their licks and uh, keep on moving. I, I personally think that that is inevitably what is going to happen. Yeah. They're going to, you're going to get it sorted out and they're going to be able to move on.
1: For sure. And for everybody else, you know, I hope that it's a, I hope that it is a, um, a grounding in really the purpose of branding isn't to stake out territory. It's to compete and yeah. com- competitionally happens where there's overlap of, of offerings. So, yeah. um, you but
0: know. also let's take this a Binance a a, a, a Monset. Wow, That's good. it is Cinco de Mayo, you guys. Yeah, it is, it is coming a little, drink, coming a little uh, slack de, here. Drinko de Mayo, a couple, yeah, a couple of margs into the evening. Um, it is, you know, for you know, Dan made a great point. There are like five '80s bands in my immediate circle, and um, I could look at those people and go, right, you guys are taking business away from me. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is. Is that we're all in contact with one another. Yeah. And when um, bands that are a little higher up on the, um, let's say, the totem pole uh, can't reach uh, or can't meet a particular obligation or don't have availability, they reach out to me. And when we get uh, gigs kind of thrown our way that we can't meet, we have other bands that we reach out to. High tide rises all ships. And I know that is really, 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 really hard to reconcile that as a band member and as a musician. But the fact of the matter is, is that
1: we, especially when like somebody at the top of the totem pole, just like took something away from me. Right. Like uh, that, I get that feels, that feels weird. I
0: I get that. No, no, it sucks. And like, there, like I said, there are, there are eighties bands above my tier. But I am willing to play ball with everybody. Sure. Because ultimately that benefits them. It benefits me. And you always want to look at things big picture. And if you can get yourself out of the gig to gig mentality, you're going to overall be better off. Right.
1: Right, boy, for sure. That's an interesting. We should we should do an episode about getting out of the gig to gig mentality. That's a whole Ooh. topic right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love it.
0: Yeah. Well, that will be an episode for another. It will. it will. And I gotta tell you, man, I'm so happy that things went so well with you guys. Yes.
1: Yes. You yes. Know,
0: From, from the outside, the prospect of being in the situation that I am in and starting something from the ground up feels really overwhelming and, and just hard. Yeah. And the fact that you were able to put something together, get it off the ground, get the marketing in place and like literally just get the gig done is amazing. It is. And I I will tell you,
1: uh, a a huge part of it is uh, I got these, I got these amazing partners um for sure, the, the bassist and drummer I found are like fully committed fully in all about it, you know um and of course Taylor who I've done acoustic with for a couple of years now at, um the, you know creating this was actually her idea turning turning what we were yeah. doing into a band and uh so yes, I'm proud of what I've accomplished and and uh it it certainly certainly was not a solo accomplishment,
0: yeah yeah you know trying to kind of put the um the warped thing off the ground was definitely a similar operation and we're i mean a year later we're still kind of in the midst of doing that and i right. feel like you guys are already like from a like a momentum standpoint way further ahead than than we are so things are kicking know, kudos to you guys things are kicking for sure so yeah. uh guys that's going to do it for this week uh i really appreciate all of you guys tuning in and uh continuing to support us uh for those who uh noticed we dropped a little something, something on a Monday. Mm. Uh, I did want to acknowledge that um, we have been doing this for a long time. At this point, we're it's looking su- at over surprising. four years worth of episodes. Yeah, that's amazing. And as a way to one help people who are uh, established, you know, fans of the podcast. kind of keep their motivation going but also for people who are kind of new to what it is that we are doing to have something easy to digest we're going to start doing this thing that i am calling musician monday where we take either a uh, a snippet from a previous uh, podcast episode or uh, some content from the youtube channel and we're going to post just a little sub 10 minute something or other Every single Monday from here on out, as a way for uh, you guys to have a little additional uh, content and uh, just a kind of a way to recalibrate after a weekend of gigging out. So, I hope that guy. I hope that's helpful for you guys. I should
1: dip back and find some of my old favorites then to submit to you for.
0: Yeah, I mean we've I mean, I've got roughly thirty oh, items of wow. stuff that All we right. we've got queued up. But if you've got anything in particular or any episodes that you want to kind of like dive into, we'll, 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 we'll queue them up. I have a few favorites.
1: I will say, you know, at the, at the number of episodes we put out, um, we used to get emails from people like, Hey, love you guys. I caught up from the beginning and the, yeah. the volume of those has really dropped off lately. Cause it's just, it's a lot. It
0: has. But can yeah. I tell you about that? That young lady who reached out and was like, I just found your podcast. And she was literally on like episode like four. Love that. She's yeah. currently, yeah, she's yeah, she's attending uh, Berkeley online yeah. and has literally, like, just started this whole process from the drop. And I only know that because she was very lovely and took a picture of a notebook where she was taking notes. Yeah. And the thing that, yeah. like, just stood out to me was the... <laughs> Was the uh band or art project where I was like, Oh my God, that's like episode three really it was,
1: was like early in our thesis of this whole project God, that was like,
0: yeah. yeah, that was like ground floor yeah. type stuff, yeah, yeah, so you know, bless all of you who are yeah. just stumbling onto this stuff right now seriously and and those of you who caught up road ahead of you caught
1: up from zero to here, wow, wow, yeah, yeah, and sorry for the quality of those first ones, Wow.
0: Right, but also Dan and I found out that this podcast is literally in the top two and a half percent of all podcasts on the planet as far as popularity goes. And that is literally nothing more than just the willingness to never stop posting weekly episodes. And it makes
1: me sad for the vast majority of podcasts. I mean, it's really... It's true. It's a real bummer in terms of of what most podcasts get in terms of popularity.
0: But... You know, for a uh, for a, a couple of guys who have been doing this for a, a fair amount of time, it was definitely a little wind in my sails. It was, so, it was, yeah, yeah. And and we we literally have no one but you guys to thank for those for, for you know the success that we found. So, yep. uh, once again, thank you guys for uh tuning in week in and week out. Uh, and anything that you can do to uh, help spread the word, we would absolutely appreciate. Easiest thing to do is to. Go on to the podcast platform of your choice. Leave us a review. Send a screenshot and mail it to us, me personally, so I can show my mom. <sighs> That's really all. Like I just want her to know that people are out there and they are listening and that they, uh, they're they getting something out of me running my mouth on a weekly basis. Yeah. If you want to uh, do any further support, you can do any of the things that our good friend Adam Moskowitz from the band, Van Band out of South Florida is about to share with you. That being said, I'll go ahead and call it for this evening in this week <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the cover Band confidential podcast for the week of May 6, 2022. Have an awesome week.
2: And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only, and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us amounts of great content so as a thank you go ahead and send them some green energy on their patreon page for real send them some digital coins and when you do that you'll get access to the slack back channel which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band The wins the The behind the scenes goodness if you play at least once a month for money all i'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VamBand. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at vanband.com. We started in 2019. We played funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown, and southeast florida i play guitar and backup vocals at adam moskowitz music on ig also follow the cbc host on ig that's at adam patrick johnson and at dan ray musician or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods i'm gonna go ahead and call it for adam moskowitz in boca raton florida that was your outro bumper on cover band confidential always be performing <laughs>